Hello and welcome to Fleet Die Hard. Um, as always, I will say it's an independent podcast and an independent view from an independent supporter of all things on and off the pitch at my club, my favourite club, by a very testing club sometimes, Ebbsfleet United FC. Um, so this is coming to you, um, I'm recording this on Wednesday the 27th of September, uh, the day after the night before where we played Dorking at home. Um, before I talk about Dorking, uh, I didn't do a podcast on the back of the last game, which was that horrific defeat, uh, 6-1 uh, defeat, which uh, I'm not going to go into. It's been dissected, talked about. The points that were relevant for that I believe are also relevant for this uh, this this podcast and this game against Dawkins. So I'm going to concentrate uh, on on the Dawkins game. Um, there were issues, you know, with the six-one defeat that, as I say, they've been well documented and, and discussed on social media, um, such as uh, formation, tactics, player choice, and to a degree, those are relevant for this. So. Uh, so let's go on. So last night we played Dawking, Dawking Wanderers, one of our, um, they're becoming one of our, our, our bogey teams, I guess, aren't they? They're, they're, they're like the uh, the thorn in the side for Absolute United. We all remember two years ago in the uh, the the final with the flare and the late goal, etc., etc., so they come to uh, they come to Stonebridge Road. They brought a nice little crowd with them as well. They they I mean, there was thirteen hundred people there last night, and quite a sizable section of that was the uh, was the Dawkins supporters who were quite vocal. Um, always good to see that uh, you know you've got a good uh, it adds to the atmosphere, spices it up a bit. Um, I don't I'm not sure where the thirteen hundred came from though. I I didn't feel looking around the ground that there was uh, there was 1300 people there it didn't it didn't feel like that in fact the whole atmosphere i spent the whole match um at uh, geek's corner and the whole match atmosphere from within the stands seemed uh seemed quite flat our, our vocal section that that stand you know behind the goal at the plough end was smaller than normal. There wasn't as many there. They were you know they they were singing like they do. Uh, I noticed that uh, Damien put a post out on Twitter thanking them for their support and saying you know they were fantastic support as always, legendary support as always or whatever it was he put. I can't really remember. Um, yeah, um, so let's talk about the game. Let's talk about the result. Let's talk about what's happening at our club after the uh, the honeymoon period, at the beginning of the season, and the you know the the fantastic season we had last year, where. We were class above most of the teams. 
we are definitely not a class above most of the teams in this league. So last night we lost, uh, we lost the Dorkid, we lost 1-0, uh, a headed goal, a solitary goal, uh, and that puts us in a precarious position as far as I'm concerned. Now I know I said, I said, I predicted towards the end of last season, I think probably if you look at one of my final uh, podcasts last season, um, I think I said that my prediction was that we would end in the bottom half, probably just above the relegation zone, and that I would be happy with that. I would take that as a first season in this league. And I stand by that. I still believe that, you know, that's something that I'd be, uh, <coughs> excuse me, I'd be happy with. Um, just to consolidate ourselves, if we do it in the style and the passion and the commitment that I believe we should. Now, the problem I have with it is, of course, if we end in that position because because of our performances where we could and should have done much better, then I won't be happy. And I won't accept that. You know, oh, I have to accept it. I'm, what, am I, what, am, what am I? I'm just a supporter. But, you know, for myself, I won't, I won't accept it. I won't, I won't be happy. It's, uh, it's all relative, isn't it? It's, uh, your position in the league reflects how good you are, but doesn't necessarily reflect your, 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 how good you could have been. You know, we all know that you can dominate a game, you can dominate several games, you can dominate a season, but still not get the results. Um, and, you know, you could end up in the bottom half despite being the better team for the majority of the games. And, uh, you know, you accept that. Put it in reverse, though, and you... Uh, you're you're not given a hundred percent. You're lethargic. You're seem to be lacking in confidence. There are issues with team selection, issues with um, tactics, etc., etc. And you end up in the bottom half, despite the fact that you know that we have players capable of getting us up to a higher level then that's more difficult to accept. That's my point. So anyway, where does it leave us now? It's quite concerning, as I say, because last five games now, so we started the season off, as you know, win-loss, 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 draw, whatever it was. Um, and now the last five games, we have failed to win. The last five league games that we have played have resulted in four losses and a draw. And we've conceded in those five games 11 goals. I know we conceded six in one game, I get that. It doesn't change the fact we've conceded 11 goals. After 12 games played, so as I said, in the last podcast, we are now a quarter of the way through the season. So this is a very good barometer. Very good measure of where we're at. 12 games played. 
And where are we? We are 16th in the league. Bottom half. Just above the relegation zone. In fact, we are just three points clear of the relegation zone. So we're one defeat away if the other teams below us will win. To drop it into the dreaded relegation zone stroke battle. And bear in mind, bear in mind... Southend were deducted points and they wouldn't be in that position had they not been deducted points. So it's a bit of a false table because realistically, take Southend out of the equation for a second, we're probably 17th instead of 16th. Now, we don't know where the season's going to end how it's going to end for Southend, whether they're going to go into um, receivership, liquidation, administration, or whatever, um, and what it, what, what uh, knock-on effect that's going to have for everybody. We haven't played them yet this season. Uh, so we'll, you know, we'll, we'll keep watching that and we'll wait and see what happens. But uh, anyway, so that's the fact. So 12 games played, we're 16th position, three points off the relegation zone. In total now, out of the 12 games, and, and I made this point uh, on Facebook and Twitter last after the, the, the defeat last week, that we were at that time six defeats out of 11 games. Um, and you know, the people come, so the... the uh, the positive fans come out and you know criticize you for being negative and say that we should be getting behind the players and Dennis will get it right well maybe he will but at the moment I don't think he is but so as it stands now we're seven games lost out of 12 games there is not another team in this league that has lost more games than we have. I'll repeat that. There is not another team within this league currently that have lost more games than we have. Fylde and uh, Kidderminster are equal with us on seven defeats, but no one has lost more. Now, if that doesn't tell you a story and fill you with a little bit of dread at a quarter of a way through the season, I don't know what will. It does me. Because we're on this run of negative play at the moment. Which has coincided, and I'll, I'll get to this, obviously. It's coincided with the loss of Polion and the loss of Bingham and, and Wakeley. Somebody pointed out on social media as well, I noticed it just before I started to record this. In the last uh, two games, we've conceded four-headed goals. What does that tell you? It tells you we don't have enough strength and height at the back. 
it tells you we need a centre-back, a good, big, strong centre-back. I'll come to that. It's clear, isn't it? Obviously, we're missing Polion, we're missing Bingham, and we're missing Wakely. Any team has key players. Right up to the top level, teams have key players that are weakened if they lose those key players for any periods of time. But most teams, most managers worth their, worth their um, salt, will have players in reserve or other players within the squad that may not be as good, but will comfortably do a job. And if they haven't, they will go out very quickly, the managers will go out very quickly and find players on, you know, this level, they'll, they'll find loanee players or something like that. Woking, for example, I think signed two players, two, two strikers last week, or, the, or this week, early this week. Um, we haven't. Um, I, I just... Uh, the players that are left, when you take Polion out, when you take Bingham out, when you take Wakely out, I believe we're just an ordinary side. We're not even an ordinary side. I believe we're just not good enough at this level. Probably if you took those three players out, and in particular you had to say Polion, if you took Polion out of our team last season, 36 goals he scored for us, would we have won the title? Would we have got promotion? Probably not, is the answer. Because we don't have any other prolific goal scorers. We don't have any other players up front that have got an eye for goal. Um... I look at the squad at the moment. I mean, look at last night. Four chances, maybe, we had. Makes us sound good, doesn't it? Four chances to score goals. Two clear chances where we hit the side netting. Pretty much <coughs> open goals. They should have been scored. Here's the difference. The player, and I'm not going to start naming names, the player that took those shots failed to put the ball in the back of the net for whatever reason. Is it confidence? Is it capability? One thing I believe is that had we had a Dompoleon up front last night of those four chances... He would have scored at least one of them, particularly the two that hit the side netting. Clear-cut chances. He would have buried one of them, at least one of them. Probably both, both of them. So, we're missing these players. I believe we need to get urgent replacements in. If it's short-term loans, what does it matter? If it covers us until, you know, we, we're back to full strength. And I say full strength, lightly, actually. Because 
when they do come back, it's sticking a plaster on a broken leg, isn't it? It's uh, It doesn't take away the fact that the rest of the squad, a lot of players in the rest of the squad, are not good enough for this level. And I don't know what the answer is now. Um... I mean, there were some positives out of the game. I felt O'Neill had a reasonable game. He seems to be a consistently solid player for us. Amu, for me, was very good down the right. And I'm going to touch on him in a, in a second. Um, and once again, Cousins uh, pulled a couple of great saves. And without him, who knows, it could have been, it could have been worse. I just felt... We didn't mix it up last night. Uh, sorry, we did mix it up. Uh, we, we we didn't capitalise on the fact that we'd mixed it up last night. One of the things that I was pleased about, one of, one of the positives, I guess, that came out from last night, was that uh, whether it was uh, Dennis reacting to people's comments and observations, I don't know, but he did mix it up. Uh, there wasn't as many balls played out, the insistence to play out balls from the back and try and work the ball forward. There were much, there was there were more longer balls, clearances, um, goal kicks, drop kicks out, etc. Uh, but the team, to me, I looked at it last night and they looked frustrated. They looked quite lethargic, I felt. Um, I was going to say there was no passion, but there was a point I saw there where, I don't know who it was, where we, uh, when we, we were attacking the plough end, and I think we had a corner or a, free, or a throw in there, and one of our players sort of raised his arms in the air and was geeing up our, our home fans you know, to try and raise the uh, raise the temperature a little bit. So there, there was some passion there. I thought the passing last night, once again, was very sloppy. You know, we gave too many balls away. Um, and, you know, we're in a position where we're too reliant on these key players. And I looked at the squad last night, and I looked at the way we played last night. And in my head I'm thinking, where are the goals coming from? We have no goals in this squad without being a Napoleon. We have no goal scorers. So we can't be too disappointed that we're not scoring if we haven't got any goal scorers. And that's going to lead me on, actually, to, uh, to questions I would like, uh, I guess I would like answered. Won't get answered. But these are questions that I've been reading on social media, points that have come up, and my own, my own views too. Number one, a lot of people are asking this. Why aren't we getting any updates on our injured players? Why, 
you know, rumours are flying around that Podion's out for eight weeks, six to eight weeks, it's a hamstring, you know, it's, but nothing from the club, no confirmation from the club. What's the situation with Bingham? When's he due back? How serious is he? What about Cundall? What's going on with Cundall? Wakeley, how long is he out for? And someone's actually put, where is Firmino? Has he gone missing? We went through a period a couple of years ago, before uh, a few years ago now, before Damien and Co came on the uh, on the scene. So in the likes of the old regime, um, where we had an issue with communication from the club to the supporters, the line of communication had broken down quite severely. It was more to do; it wasn't really to do with team choice, team selection, or player. It was more to do with the financial situation and, you know, rumours that were abound. But we're slipping back into that, you know. We're slipping back into this... Uh, it's all right putting stuff on social media, thanking the fans for their terrific support. And thanking the fans for travelling all the way up to, file, uh, to, to Altrincham and places like that. But the fans also want to know what's going on. They don't want to be left to their own thoughts with, uh, you know, where if you give anybody the opportunity to think negative thoughts, they will think negative thoughts. So could we have some updates, please? Question number two would be, why does the club, why, why do you insist on leaving key players on the bench? We're playing certain players who the majority of fans will know who I'm talking about. We are playing certain players regularly who, in my opinion, and I know in fans' opinion, don't warrant their place in the, in the team. Yet we're leaving key players on the bench like Clifford, for example, 90 minutes on the bench last night. Last night's game was crying out for a Billy Clifford. A bit of creativity from Billy Clifford. Dennis has already stated that he believes Billy Clifford is the best midfielder in this league. So why is he sitting on the bench at home against a team that he potentially could have made the difference? McQueen. A game changer. An impact player. Didn't get a look in. Not saying I would have started McQueen. There's an argument at the moment that he might be very useful up front in the centre. Centre forward. I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. Hollis. Yes, he played last night. But, you know, um, the Altrigan game. Again, sat on the bench. So these players that have previously been praised for how good they are and then they're sat on the bench. We've seen this in the past with players that have had a really good game the week before and then the next game they're on the bench. Now I'm old school and I believe if you've got a team of 25, a squad of 25 or 24 or whatever it is 
and that team on a particular day plays really really well gets the win you don't see any weaknesses in that team why change it for the next game unless it's down to fitness of course or injury why 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 change it I also understand that, that you, sometimes you have to change tactically because you're changing your style of play and you've got different types of players. Minor changes. But your key players, those that are vital to your team, you play them whenever you can. Providing they're fit and able, you play them whenever you can, don't you? I don't know, it's a strange one. Number three is... Well, it, it's, it follows on, basically, from question two. Why are we continuing to give game time to players who are clearly not good enough at this level for this club? Yet they're picked time and time again. And I really don't want to hear, because you should see him in training, Training is one thing, performing on the pitch during game time is another. I was told last night, I was talking to uh, another supporter last night, and he told me that he had spoken to, uh, to our manager previously and asked this same question, you know, what, why are certain players dropped, why can't understand your team selection sometimes, and he was told it's all done on stats. They look at the stats. Doesn't matter whether you had a good game last week. They look at your overall stats for the season. And you pick your best 11 from there. Well, we all know, don't we? That you can uh, doctor stats to, to tell any story you want. I gave a lot of stats last week about how many goals we've scored, how many goals we've conceded, where, how many teams are, there are, you know, and I've done it again today, that have, uh, that have conceded the same amount of goals or more than us. You know, you can make the stats look very bad, you can make them look very good. I don't necessarily agree with that tactic, but who am I? I'm not the manager. Um, as I said before, I would be looking, I would be taking it on a game-by-game -game basis and if you play well last week, you'll probably get in the team this week. Where are our goals coming from at the moment? That's the next question. Whilst we've got Polion and Bingham out, where are goals coming from? I can't see any goal scorers. Yeah, we've got Nathan Odekaniero up front. I felt sorry for the lad last night, to be honest. He looked um, isolated. He looked a little bit out of his depth. I think he's a great potential, potentially a great player. And I believe that, you know, he's very young still. And I believe that with maturity, and I think he needs to bulk up a little bit. And I, I think he will eventually be, be a, a top class striker. But right now, his role for me is sitting behind the likes of Polion and Bingham um, as a as a a pickup striker that will clear up, you know, with those stray balls that come out. He's. I'm not. I'm not knocking him for his commitment. I just don't feel 
last night, from what I saw, he was ready to be the lone striker up front. Uh, and that's 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 how I see it, uh, unfortunately. So you know, where are the where are the goals going to come from? What do you think, guys? Drop me a text or an email or, or, or a message or comment on this uh, this podcast if you're watching it through uh, Spotify. I believe there's an option for you to to comment. Um, or on Twitter, or on Facebook, or, or wherever you speak to me. I'd be interested to know what you guys think about that. Um, let's, uh, I, funnily enough, just before I started recording this, I saw that uh, the club had posted uh, Dennis's comments after the match. So I thought I'd do a little analysis of them. Dennis stated post-match that he believes that there is still enough enough attacking flair to the side. Really? Where? I can't see it. I've just made my point. I can't see where goals are coming from. And that concerns me that you're seeing something different than I am. Me as a fan. You as a manager, you make the decisions. I can give my opinion freely. He said, we did enough to win the game last night. No, we didn't. Clearly, we didn't do enough to win the game because we didn't win the game. We failed to put the ball in the back of the net. We failed to score when we had... Potentially four very good chances. And as I said earlier, Apollyon scores at least one of them. We, I think we would have walked away with a draw. Possibly the win. But we did not do enough to win the game. He said, we were the better side and deserved to win. Hmm. Were we? Not from where I was standing. For me, Dawkins were faster than us, they were slicker than us, and more importantly, they managed to put the ball in the back of the net. I would say, uh, I don't know, It's football is a subjective and an objective game. And we all know that you could put 100 men in a room to watch a football match and you'll get very differing views. And I guess that's the same from the manager to the fans sometimes. Whether it's he's got to put a positive spin on it or whether he's being genuinely honest that that's what he believes. Um, I hope it's the first, because if it's the latter, I have concerns about his view of the game. Uh, arguably last night, I would say our best player was probably Amu on the right-hand side. Uh, he he uh, he seemed to have the better of, uh, of Dawkins' left-back. And what happens? Our best player on the pitch last night? He gets subbed. He gets pulled off. Um... 
Now, bearing in mind, this wasn't a top-flight team. This wasn't one of the top six that we were playing last night. And we were playing at home. We were playing a team that was below us in the league, that are bang average, and we're playing them at home, home advantage. And we struggled to break them down. We couldn't break them down. Uh, the number 25, I can't remember what his name was in the middle with uh, the hair, the flossy hair. Um, I thought he uh, was a problem for our midfield all night long. We couldn't contain him, couldn't handle him. And we just had trouble. One of the things we don't do, which a lot of clubs do to us, is we don't press very well. We don't... Uh, when we're not in position, possession, we don't press other teams, get into their faces, don't give them any room to do anything with the ball. We seem to step back and give them far too much respect and far too much room and space and time to come at us and create channels and create ball through. Again, that's something I believe needs working on. So that's really uh, that's that's really my uh, my view. If I had to sum it up, last night, this is my view and my opinion. I would say three things: no attack, no defence, no chance. Let's just move on. Uh, any other news from the club that's come out over the past week? I guess those of you that were. Um, that had shirts on order, the the, uh, the new strip shirts. There were, uh, <coughs> you bigger guys will know, that the 3XL shirts hadn't come through. Um, and there was quite a number of people waiting for the 3XL, and I believe some 2XLs as well. Uh, they only had limited stock, so they ran out quite quickly. Uh, so the 3XL shirts finally came through. Last week, hooray, that's the good news. The bad news is that they had no sponsor badge on the front. They were, now some people might prefer that, but if you want it authentic, you want an authentic uh, replica shirt, you want everything that comes with it. You want the, the sponsorship, you want the badge, you want blah, 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 everything else. Um, so fans were contacted to say your shirt's in, Come and collect it, and when they come and collect it, there's no uh, there's no sponsorship on the front. <laughs> Excuse me, um, you couldn't write that down really. Uh, I actually bumped into a player uh, into a, a fan outside the ground last night who was one of those fans, and whilst the sponsorship has now been put on, it was put on uh, too low, I believe it was, compared to. Uh, to the to the where it, where it should be, so we we haven't we haven't managed to get that right. Unfortunately, it's a small detail, but to some supporters, it's important. And I agree, it is important. If you're going to do something, do it right because that reflects the ethos of the club. Um, what else? Oh yeah, the club. Uh, you've probably seen this if you if you're on social media, if you're on Twitter or Facebook. The, uh, the club were asking for fans to register their support for the, uh, for the, 
the planned ground proposals and you know the surrounding land there was a link put on facebook for you to that you can go in and register your support and that obviously the club is saying the more people do that the better because it will strengthen the case of it being approved so uh you'll find that online there was a post it's probably in the Epsfleet united group on facebook i think it was also put i'm not sure on twitter i believe it will x as it's called now uh, i believe it was put on there as, as well uh, i did pop on and give my support for that and if you do support it do the same and that's about it really so we're off to uh on saturday we got a home game against boreham wood uh, this should be, on paper, a very easily winnable game. They're below us in the league. They drew 2-2 with third from bottom filed last night. So, you know, in my opinion, there's no reason why we can't win this. And we desperately need a win. We desperately need to install some confidence in the players that we have available to us. If Dennis is not going to go out and get some uh, replacement players whilst we have key players out, then those that we have got have to be, have to be performing at 100%. Physically and mentally, their confidence has to be there, their ability has to be there, because if we're not at this level, I've said it before, you've got to take your chances at this level, you don't get a second chance, and you've got, you can't make mistakes because you will be punished. That's it, folks. Onwards and upwards. I'm sorry for sounding very snuffly. I've still got me COVID going on. Um, onwards and upwards. Hopefully this is a blip. However, something tells me it isn't. But hopefully it's a blip. Hopefully we can get back to full strength squad. Get back to, uh, to winning ways. And, um, you know, all is not lost. I, I, you know, we d I didn't come into this season expecting uh, miracles and expecting us to walk the, walk the league and, you know, and get automatic promotion into the football league. I don't think anyone did. And if anybody did, then they were on Claire Cuckoo land. Um, and I do agree with certain, you know, that we do need to be behind the team and we do need to support the team. So it's not easy to come on here and just post negative statements all the time but there does become a point where a point in time where you have to look at certain things and go you know what I've got to give my opinion here because it's not all right and it's not all good and things need to change because they can change they can change it's just a matter of the issues being recognised and then the appropriate action being taken to rectify it. And that, my friends, bottom line, the buck stops with the management. That's all from me. I'm out of here. Have a good uh, rest of the week. I won't be there Saturday. I'm uh, working. 
hopefully I'll be away to the Eastley game on Tuesday next week. Uh, so that's all for me. Bye for now. Up the fleet.